All right, if you have your Bibles, the Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. The book of Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. We're just kind to finish the message from a different direction from last week. The book of Song of Solomon, Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. The Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. If you found your place there, if you're able, we'll stand this morning. The Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. We'll look with me, if you would, at verse number 1. The Song of Solomon, chapter number 2. Look at verse number 1. The Bible says, I am the what? The rose of what? Of Sharon. And, what does he say? The lily of the valleys. Our Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for loving us. And Lord, how good your word is. God, we would pray these next few moments that you would help us. God, that you would meet with us. And Lord, we sure do love you. We thank you for loving us. I pray now that you would help us. God, I know that in this room there's a lot of needs. God, outside of this room there's a lot of needs. And so, Father, I pray now in these next few moments that somebody, God, that will hear this message would say in their heart that it has been good, Lord, to be in the house of God and to hear the word of God. And God, that the message would be a help, Lord, to them personally. Father, we're going to thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. We appreciate your, your patience. I really struggled with the introduction uh, for, for, for the message because uh, many of you that were here last week and you heard I preached on uh, the Rose of Sharon, uh, that really just seemed to turn out to be a really uh, special message. And the Lord really seemed to... Uh, got in that message, and I thank the Lord for that, and, and then you come back with a, another message that, that's similar, and sometimes you just don't know quite how to, uh, to respond. All I can say, I'm just preach what the Lord gave me, and, and uh, let the Lord uh, help us this morning and, and meet with us. You can't reproduce uh, what God did last week. You can just beg and ask God to meet with us again this week. Can I get a witness there? But here's what I do know, that we're, uh, uh, we're living in a day where there's suicide is up. Uh, we're living in a day where depression is up and stress is up and crime is up and anxiety is up and uh, people overdose with drugs are up. And we're, we're living in a day where it just seems that uh, people are really stressed out and uh, you cannot pass a law to fix that. I said you cannot pass a law to fix that. And uh, you can't vote somebody in to, to fix uh, s- some of those things that I, uh, I just mentioned. Last week we talked to you about the Rose of Sharon. I said in introduction that uh, the Bible likens Jesus to many different things. He said in John 10, 9, I'm the door. In John 6, verse 48, Jesus said, I'm the bread. And then in John 8, 12, he says, I'm the light of the world. 
So we see in the scriptures that a door is likened unto Jesus. He's not literally a door with a hinges and a doorknob. We understand that, that a door illustrates who Jesus is. We understand that he's not literally a piece of bread, but, but he is the giver of life, and bread is necessary uh, for life. We understand that if a person is going to go to heaven, they, got, they have to go through the door. Can I get a witness there? We understand that Jesus is the light of the world. So we, we talked about that, and we talked about the rose, that a rose is likened unto Jesus, this flower that we call the rose. We talked about the beauty of the rose. We talked about the cost of the rose. We talked about a $5 million rose. Now, that's an expensive rose. The man that patented that, if that's the right word, turned around and sold it for $15 million dollars. We talked about the fragrance of the rose. We talked about the different messages of the different colors uh, of the rose. But then we talked about uh, the purpose of the rose. Just really quick in way of introduction, I want you to keep a place there. We're going to come right back to the Song of Solomon. Something very interesting about the lily is go to Luke chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 12. Just very interesting, quick thought. Look at the gospel uh, of Luke chapter number 12. If you'll turn there, Luke chapter number 12, and look with me, if you would, at verse 27. Jesus said, consider, consider the lilies, how they grow. Consider. You and I will be wise to consider whatever God tells us to consider. I didn't study it out, but there's a lot of different things in the scriptures the Bible tells us to consider. For instance, in Proverbs, it says, consider the ant. But be wise to study the ant and to learn uh, about the ant. And the Bible tells us, Jesus says, uh, to consider uh, the lilies. There's a lot, I'm sure, uh, to find out about the lilies. And I began to study, and I, as I did the rose, I began to, uh, to look at the rose. But I, what, I, what I discovered, there was a lot of similarities uh, of the lily in the rose, and I think I was trying to make it fit as I did last week. And so I just, uh, just went back and looked at the text, and the Lord just seemed to bring me a different direction uh, with the lily here. Look at it in Song of Solomon, chapter number 2, and look at verse 1. And you know, it was amazing about the Bible, you can read it a thousand times and still see things you never saw. And so I'll hopefully point out maybe one or two of those out. But look here, Jesus says, or the Bible says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys. Let me say, first of all, it's just very interesting that he connects this flower, particular flower, the lily, and he says, I am the lily of the valley. What does that tell us? Number one, that he is with us in the valley. That he is with us in the valley. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse 5, he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He tells us in Matthew 28 and verse 20, Lo, I am with thee always, even until the end of the world. You know, it seems to be easy to think that God is with us when we are on the mountaintop. But may I say this morning, the same God that is with us on the mountaintop is the same God that is with us when we're in the valley. 
But it just seems to be the way most of us are wired that we find it easy to, 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 to see God is with us that when we're on the mountaintop and, and things are going well. But Jesus says here, the Bible says, hey, I'm the lily of the valley. And what he is telling us, he is just as much with us in the valley as when we're on the mountaintop. But it just seems to be easier to see God in our lives when we're on the mountain than when we are in the valley. Let me just make a few quick statements and I'll go to my next point. It is the valley we often feel God is not with us. It is in the valley that we sense that, you know, where is God at? We don't seem to think that way or feel that way when we're on the mountaintop. But when we are in the valley, we seem to think, you know, God, where are you? But the same God that is with us on the mountain is the same God with us in the valley. He said, I am the lily of the valley. May I say it this way? It is often in the valley that we get discouraged. Most of the time when you ask somebody, hey, how's it going? And, and they say, man, it's going wonderful. I just got a pay raise. And man, I've never been healthier in my life. And the marriage is doing well. And the kids are all obedient and doing good in school. And, and man, I just paid my last note on my car. Things have never been better. And I am so discouraged. Yeah. You've, never, you've never seen that. Normally, it is in the valley when we get discouraged. Yeah. Not when we're on the mountaintop. May I say it this way? It is in the valley that the devil accuses us about God. You know, the devil don't seem to show up a whole lot when we're on the mountaintop and things are going well. But when we find ourselves in, in the valley, I, I can just speak from my personal experience. It just seems like that when I'm in the valley, that's when the devil seems to show up and say, you know, where's your God at now? Where, where's your lily at now? You're the lily of the valley. Where he's at? He's where he's always been. It is often in the valley that the devil seems to show up and accuse us about God and, and says to us, you know, where's your God at now? I've, t I've told this story many times uh, at funerals. And a uh, preacher was preaching and this young man had died in his early 20s. And as he was preaching, uh, the father sitting on the front row was just getting madder and madder. And finally, the father on the front row with his son there in the casket just couldn't take no more, jumped up in the middle of the preacher's sermon and said, where was God at when my son died? Sat back down. Everybody was just shocked. Everybody was just kind of taken back. The preacher was taken back. And with very compassion, he said to the man, the same place he was, when his son died. You still with me this morning? It is often in the valley that we often want to get up, give up. And I'm, uh, I'm thankful for what Brother Fred reminded us. Hey, never, 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 never give up. Amen. And uh, it is often in the valley. A lot of people don't give up when they're on the mountaintop. Uh, a lot of people don't begin to say, God, where are you at in, in the mountaintop? That, that's normally we're, when we're in the valley. But notice our text says that he is the lily of the valley. So number one, he is with us in the valley. Now here's what I missed. Number two, he is with us in all the valleys. Look at the verse again. Look at it. You'll see it. Now, you probably already saw it, but I missed it. Because we often say he's the lily of the valley. That's not what it says. Now, I got some English teachers here. I hope I'm not sticking my foot in my mouth and swallowing it. 
But it says he's the lily of the valleys. He's the lily of the valleys. Are you with me this morning? And I'm simply saying he is with us in all the valleys. I like how the Bible says it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. He is with us in all the valleys. If it's the death of a loved one, if it's difficulties in life. But my friend, I want to remind all of us this morning, it's easy to you know, sense and feel that God is with us when things are well. But hey, he's the lily of the valley. He is with us in the valleys. In all the valleys. It doesn't matter what the valley is. He is still just as much with us. So the text says he's the lily of the valleys. How we need to see him in the valleys. Now may I say this morning, if we're going to see him in the valleys, we've got to see him by faith. And then I'll give you my points. But go to Hebrews chapter 11. Let me show you this thought. A lily is tender. And a lily has a, a long stem like this this pulpit, and, and, and lilies have a, a tendency to, to kind of bend over. I believe that's likened to the tenderness of Christ and also to the humility of Christ. But look with me at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, how we need to see him in the valley. Look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, and look with me quickly at verse 27. The Bible says, by faith, talking about Moses, he forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who's invisible. How, how did Moses endure? How did Moses uh, make it? Hey, he, he saw the lily of the valley. He saw him who's invisible by faith. And oftentimes we cannot see God. We can't see the hand of God. Somebody said you can't see the hand of God. You trust the heart of God. Sometimes it's easy to trace God. Sometimes you don't see where he's coming from at all. So let me give you some quick thoughts this morning how we need to see him as the lily of the valley. Number one, we need to see him as one that cares. We need to see him as one that cares. It is often where we're in the valley that we, we feel like, you know, and the devil says, you know, if God really cared, then this wouldn't have happened. If God really cared, then why this and why that? When we're in the valley, we need to see that he really does care. Somebody said people don't want to know how much you know until they know how much you care. In Mark chapter number four, the disciples found themselves in a storm. And the Bible says in verse 37, and there rose a great storm of wind and, and the waves beat into the ship and so that it was now full. That ain't good when you're in the ocean and your boat you're in is getting full of water. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Here is the disciples ask Jesus a question. Lord, do you care? And you and I know the answer. Yes, he does care. We see him, the lily of the valley. We need to see that, that he cares. Number two, we need to see him as one who was compassion. One who has compassion in Matthew chapter number 9 and 
The Bible says in verse number 36, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. You know, the Bible says in the book of Jude, and some having compassion, making a difference. You know, one thing this world needs is they need somebody to show them some compassion. Aren't you glad this morning that somebody showed you some compassion? We're living in a very hard world and when we look at Christ, the lily of the valley, we, we need to see Him as one that cares. He is with us in the valley. Why? Because He cares for us. We need to see Him as one that is compassionate. May I say quickly, as we look at the lily of the valley and, and we're in this valley, whatever the valley may be in our marriage, it may be with our health, it, it, it may be with a, a fallen bankruptcy, but we're in this valley and it's hard to see Him as one that cares. It's hard to see and sense his compassion, but we need to see him as one in control. Do you know God is just as much in control that when we're on the mountaintop that when we're in the valley? We, we, we kind of, you know, we kind of start thinking like, you know, things are out of control that when we're in the valley. Now, we may be out of control, but God ain't out of control. Somebody said to me this morning, they gave me an article to read, and I just kind of glanced through it before Sunday school real quickly. And, it, and it's heavy. It, it really is heavy, Brother Todd. You gave me that article, and, and that thing is uh, heavy. And I'll probably use that in a week or so here. And uh, we know the world has gone crazy. I said, we know the world has gone crazy. You can amen that. But God is still in control. God is still in control. Go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 45. I wonder how uh, Joseph was thinking when he was in the valley. I wonder what Joseph was thinking that whenever his brothers hated him. And the Bible says they could not speak peaceable unto him. I wonder what Joseph was thinking that when his brothers sold him into slavery. I wonder what Joseph was thinking when his boss man's wife made a pass at him and he turned her down and she lied upon him and he went to prison. I wonder what Joseph was thinking when he was in this valley of being hated by his brothers and, he, and he's, uh, uh, he, then he's sold by his brothers and, and now he's in Egypt and, and now he's in this valley and, and now the boss man, he gets a good job and then she lies and lands him in jail. And he's an innocent man. And then he tells the two men that he's with, look, and he interprets their dream and says, one of you are going to be free and one of you are going to die. And, and to the, uh, the, uh, uh, the cupbearer, the, uh, the one that uh, uh, interpret the dream there, Joseph interpreted the dream, and uh, he says, hey, remember me. And then the Bible says he forgot Joseph. He forgot him. I mean, day goes by and Joseph is probably praying and hoping the God to speak a good word to the king and, and get him out of the mess. And, and Joseph is in the valley. But so is the lily. I said, so is the lily. He ain't there by himself. If you read the book of Genesis, you'll find many times the Bible said this way, and the Lord was with him. And the Lord was with him. Now, see, me and you are looking back at the life of Joseph. We're going, yeah, yeah, but you wasn't there. Right. If you'd have been there, hated by your brothers, sold by your brothers, you go to Egypt, you get a good job, the boss man's wife lies, you go to prison, and then, and then they forget you, and then you say, relax, Joseph, God is with you. Everything is going to be all right. <laughs> but later in life, he looks back. 
His brothers come. You know the story. Look in Genesis chapter 45. Watch this. In Genesis chapter number 45, and look at verse number 5. In Genesis chapter 45, and look at verse 5. Now therefore be not grieved nor angered with yourselves that you sowed me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. Do you see that? Look at verse 6. For these two years hath the famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there should neither be a earring nor harvest. Hey, and God sent me before you to preserve your posture in, in the earth and to save your lives uh, by great deliverance. Look at verse 8. So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. But God, Joseph is saying to his brothers, hey, uh, hey, God was in control the whole time. It's hard to get that. I mean, it's easy when you're on the mountain to preach that and say that. But when you're in a genuine valley, it is hard to see sometimes that God is in control. Look in Genesis chapter number 50. Watch this. In Genesis chapter 50, you're right there by it. You know these verses well. But look in Genesis chapter 50. We need to see that in the valley that he is caring, that he is compassionate. But we need to see that, hey, he's in control. Look in Genesis chapter number 50. And Joseph says in verse 19 unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. And Joseph says to his brothers, they think he's going to get even with them now that daddy died. And Joseph said, relax, everything's okay. Now, yeah, y'all did mean that for, uh, for my evil. I, I got that, but God turned it out for our good. You still with me this morning? Isn't that good? Hey, I said he's the lily of the valley. We need to see, number one, we need to see that he cares when we're in the valley. It's easy to see that when you're on the mountaintop, but we need to see that in the valley, that he's the lily of the valley. He is there with us. We need to see he's compassionate. We need to see that he's in control. I love this. We need to see him as a companion. We need to see him as a companion. I am the lily of the valley. Watch this. Go with me to the book of Hebrews. I'm going to give you two verses in Hebrews. We need to see him as a companion. Look at the book of uh, Hebrews chapter number 2. And look at verse number 15. Hebrews chapter number 2. And look at verse 15. The Bible says, And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For barely he took not on him the, uh, the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him uh, to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself had suffered being tempted, he is able to succor those them that are tempted, in other words, to aid them, to help them. Why? Because Jesus, when he came to this planet, he did not take on the form of angels, he took on human flesh. Why? So that he could relate to man and to God. The Bible says there's a mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Je nobody understands God like Jesus because he was God. But hey, he was also man. He was the God man. And my friend, he took on the form of human flesh. Why? So he can relate to us. Look at Hebrews chapter uh, number four. Watch this, the book of Hebrews. 
We need to see him as a companion. Look at Hebrews chapter 4 quickly and watch this. Look at verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Do you see that? So no matter the situation, where you are, whatever valley it is, the Lord Jesus Christ can relate to you. If I were to have this morning different members to come up and give testimony. If I were to have somebody come up this morning and they're going to give a testimony about cancer. There's members in this room right now would really perk up. Why? Because they're dealing with cancer. If I had a member come up and that, to give a testimony about, about heart disease and, and maybe a, needing a bypass or some sense, there's some members in this room that would really perk up. Why? Because that would hit right where they are. If I were to have a member to come up and, and give testimony uh, about uh, being delivered from alcohol, there, there are some uh, people in this room that would really perk up. Why? Because they're battling maybe alcohol. If I were to have a member to come up and give testimony about, about you know, where God brought them out of drugs, there's some members that would really probably perk up. Why? Because they've been there. They could connect. Jesus is the lily of the valley. He is our companion. Why? He can connect. That's why he took on human flesh. Why? So he can connect. You say, nobody understands me. I have nobody to talk to. He understands. You ever been, you know, sharing your heart with somebody and you just sense that we're not interested? You know, you're bearing your heart and you can just kind of, they're looking around and kind of not paying your attention. You saw, and you just kind of get down with the conversation. Yeah. You, ever, you ever been there? Yeah. That won't happen with Jesus. He's got plenty of time to hear the story. He's going to make time to hear the story. Not only is he going to hear your story, he can connect. You said, I've been rejected by my family. He'll say, I came into my own, and my own received me not. You say, I am poor. He was born in a major. It doesn't matter where you are in life. The Lord Jesus Christ can connect with you. I am the lily of the valley. He is our companion in the valley. I like that. You may not like that, but I like that. He's our companion. He's in control. We need to see him as compassionate. We need to see him as caring. And then lastly, you'll love this. We need to see him as the conqueror of the valley. Amen? We need to see him as the conqueror. Uh, go with me, if you would, to Romans chapter number 8. We need to see him the conqueror as the conqueror of the valley. Oh, yeah, he's the lily of the valley. And, man, they crucified him and they put him in a tomb. But I got good news. He rose again. There is no valley so deep. There is no valley so deep that the Lord cannot get you through. I want to say it again. There is no valley so deep that he cannot get you through. I had a lady come to our church. She had a, she had a lot of marriage problems. She said, Preacher, you know, the thing about my marriage problem is probably a little different than what you dealt with. And I'm like, what, what is that? I thought I've dealt with a lot of different angles of marriage problem, but I had never had this one. She said, my husband left me for another man. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Had a man come to our church for a good while and he says, Preacher, nobody knows this. I don't need to tell everybody in the church. And 
prefer you not to tell everybody, but I have AIDS. I have AIDS. I have AIDS. That's tough. I said that's tough. Doesn't matter what your valley is. He's the lily of the valley. It's not your fault. Okay, I'll, I'll take the blame here. I don't know if you're connected. He's the lily of the valleys. Are you with me this morning? It, it does. It, I, most of us, when we get in a valley, we see it. This is, the, you know, this is this is my valley, and, and nobody else has been where I'm at, and, and you know, I'm the only one. But that is not true. The same God that got some of us through our valleys is the same God that can get you through your valley. I try to preach these kind of sermons, and I need to preach them more often. I've had people come and sit on the pew and preach sermons like this, and then a few months from now commit suicide. I haven't had a lot of those, but I've had a few of those. That that, that makes you as a preacher when you're preaching, man, you want to try to cover the bases here. So I don't know about the valley for some of you. Some of you are probably in the valley. Nobody probably even knows. Sometimes the deeper the valley and the more personal the valley, sometimes you keep that close to you. There may be only one friend that really knows that, the real story about really where you are in life and, and what you're going through. And, and nobody else may, may know your story and, and you're trying to tote this by yourself. And, and maybe there's just one person that knows or maybe there's two. And you never know when you have a congregation where people are. And people are thinking, man, I'm telling you what, I'm thinking about committing suicide. I'm thinking about divorce. You know, no matter where you are in whatever valley it is, the Lord can give you victory. He's the conqueror in the valley. Look at Romans chapter number 8. Watch this. In Romans chapter number 8, in verse 37, nay, and all these things were more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, there's your valley, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is the conqueror in the valley. Can I give you these things in closing? Go to the book of Hosea chapter 14 quickly this morning. I'm going to give you four closing thoughts. I won't develop them. I'm just going to, I want you to see this one and I'll just kind of mention the others. You know, I'm glad he's the lily of the valleys. Aren't you glad? Look at the book of Hosea. I'm trying to find Hosea. There it is. Hosea chapter 14. I'll give you four closing thoughts. About this. Look at Hosea chapter 14. Look at verse 5. He says, I will be as the dew unto Israel, and he shall grow as what? He shall grow as the lily. Number one, it is often in the valley where we do our most growing. Somebody said, you've heard this your whole life. Nothing really, you know, if you get a mountain that's really high, there's nothing but ice and snow. You go to Mount Everest, there's nothing growing on Mount Everest. But 
if we could understand, we come to church and week after week and we hear messages and, and you know, the preacher's reaching out and he's trying to maybe uh, help you to grow as a Christian. But man, we, we grow in a valley. We grow in a valley. This is where often we do our, our, our most growing. Sometimes the, the, the sermon doesn't quite get the job. It's important. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save the law. But it's often we're in the valley. We learn about God. You remember I told you Wednesday night I'd mentioned this. It's often in the valley we, we find out about God. It's often in the valley we find out about ourselves. And it's often in the valley we find out about others. Normally, everybody's a super Christian when they're on the mountaintop. But, buddy, when people get in the valley, that's where God can really begin to work in your life. That's when you, you get exposed to who you are and where you are and what you need in the Christian life. May I say quickly, number two, this is where we often need to exercise faith. It's when we're in the valley. This is where we often... Learn of Christ. Jesus said, come unto me and, and, and learn of me. It is often in the valley. Jesus said, I am the lily of the valley. It's often when we're in the valley that we learn about Jesus. When we learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. It is often in the valley when people get saved. Brother Ferret shared his testimony this morning and how he went to revival and, and the preacher preached on hell and later how he went back and got saved. How, how many times people's marriage was falling apart and how many times people's life was falling apart and, and God used that to bring them to himself. And it's often in the valley when people get right with God. I got saved and went to a Christian school and graduated from a Christian school and after graduation, kind of went my way. Got out of church for a couple years. Me and my wife began to have marriage problems. We got married. I was 18. She was 17. And everything that could go wrong was going wrong. Especially the marriage. Work. Everything. But it was in the valley that God used that to get my attention and to draw me back to Him. Often it scares me to think about our nation. That will our nation have to go through a valley that it really realizes, you know what? In God we trust is where we need to get back to. But normally when everything is hunky-dory and we're on the mountain, is we kind of forget God. You remember there in Deuteronomy chapter 8, you remember God told the children of Israel, He said, you, you're going you're gonna to possess some land. Uh, that is not, what years that I'm going to give you? You're going you're gonna to move in some houses that you didn't build. You're going to begin to reap from some, uh, some uh, plants that you didn't plant. You're going to begin to have all this fruit. And, hey, and God said, be careful that you don't forget me. So many times people will come into church like this and they're at the bottom. They don't really have a job. They don't have a car. They don't have any money. Everything's kind of going bad, and, and they're at the bottom. They, they come to church. Maybe they get saved, or maybe they get right with God. For you know it, they, they get a job. And for you know it, things begin to go well, and they get a car. They get an apartment. They get out on their own, and then they quit church. I said, and they quit church. It was in the valley that you needed God. And now, hey, you need God whether you're on the mountaintop, in the valley, or in the middle. You need God. You still with me? But I am glad he says I'm the lily of the valley. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed this morning.